Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chedekud Beis, Parshas Tazriya, Sicha Aleph. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha we learn about Tsaras. And the Gemara in Bava Metziah discusses a case of Tsaras where there is a suffolk regarding the Tsaras. And there are four parts in the sicha. The Rebbe will, number one, ask two questions on the Gemara. Number two, discuss and explain a teaching from the Kodotera on our parsha. Number three, based on this, answer the two questions. And number four, present the connection between the end and the beginning of our parsha. The Mishnah at the end of the fourth parak in Mesachin Sinagayim teaches Regarding Tsaras, so in Baharis Kodmolaseir Lovan, if the Baharis, which is the white discoloration in a person's skin, comes before the white hairs that grew in it, Tomei, then the person is Tomei with Tsaras. And if the white hair grew in this area before the Baharis came there, then Tar, the person is Tar. And if there is a doubt, we don't know which one came first. So we have an argument. The Tanakama says, Tomei, the person is Tomei. And Rabbi Yeshua Kia. And the Gemara Masechdas Nazir explains, my kia, what does kia mean? It means kia v'tar, that the person is tar. So the Tanakhama says that in such a case the person is tame, and Rabbi Yeshua says that the person is tar. And the Gemara over there, Masechdas Nazir explains that the reason of Rabbi Yeshua, that he rules that the person is tar, is because the Pasuk says at the very, very end of our parasha, it says about Tsaras, to make the person tar or to make the person tummy. And it says over there, first. And so we learn that if there's a question whether the person is tummy or tar, we rule that he is tar. And the Gemara Masechtas Bava Metzia teaches, it says over there, a similar argument. It says, They had an argument in the Masifta Derekia, in the Heavenly Academy. So, in Beharis Kedemis Laser Lovan, if the Beharis comes before the white hair, Tomei, the person is Tomei. Vim Ser Lovan Kedem La Beharis, and if the white hair comes before the Beharis, Tari is Tar, just like a Mesachnas Nagayim. Sophic, what if there is a doubt? We don't know which one came first. So, over here we also have an argument. Akadish Baruchu Eimer Tahar. Akadish Baruchu says that the person is Tahar. The Kula Mesifta Derekia, Amri Tomei, and the whole Mesifta Derekia says that the person is Tomei. The Amri, and they said, Man Neicha, who will decide? Whether the person is Tahar or Tame. Neichach Barnachmeni. Rabbi Barnachmeni will decide. The Amar Rabbi Barnachmeni, because Rabbi Barnachmeni said, Ani Yochid Benegayim, Ani Yochid Baalais. I am singular when it comes to matters of Negayim, of Tsras, and I am singular when it comes to matters of Oilais. So Shadru Shlicha Basrechulu, they sent a messenger after him to see what he says. And the Gemara continues with the story there, Chulu, and his response was, Amar, he said, Tahar, Tahar. The person is Tahar. And there are two questions over here. Number one, how is it possible that the Masifta de Rikia should argue with a Kaddish Baruch Hu? And number two, what's the logic to say that Rabbi Barnachmeni, he should be the one to be Machriya to decide between them? So we're going to begin by explaining that it's known that when it comes to being machriya between two opposing opinions, that it doesn't mean that the machriya agrees with one of the opinions. And one way of understanding that is because then you don't really get anywhere. You simply just have more saying one opinion, another individual that joins one of the opinions. But rather the meaning is that it's a third opinion 
that tolerates and includes in it both opinions. And that's the reason why the Allah follows the Makhriya. Because it's not saying that opinion number one is correct or that opinion number two is correct. It actually tolerates and includes in itself both opinions. In terms of the ruling, it'll pick one ruling. But not for the same reason that the, the first or second opinion ruled that way, but rather for a different reason. Because his reason includes in it both opinions. And this is similar to what we find regarding Chesed, Gvura, and Teferis. Where Teferis includes and is machria between Chesed and Gvura, that the way it works, as is explained somewhat at length in the Sicha, is that Teferis doesn't agree necessarily fully with Chesed, but rather Chesed says that everybody is deserving of receiving goodness. And Gvura is very exacting, and in front of Gvura, nobody is deserving of receiving goodness. And what Teferis says is that it agrees with Gvura that nobody is deserving. But even though they're not deserving, but it's a, there's Rachmanis, there's compassion. So it's not saying, like Chesed, that everyone is deserving. It actually is agreeing in that regard with Gvura that nobody is deserving. But it's saying that nevertheless, the action should be one of giving because of compassion, because of Rachmanis on those that are involved over here. And so from here it's understood that in the Hachra, of Rabbi Barnachmeni between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Masifta de Rekia, that when Rabbi Barnachmeni said Tahr Tahr, it isn't the same Tahr as that of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's a different Tahr. It's a Tahr that includes in it both the opinion of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the opinion of the Masifta de Rekia. It's just that in terms of the final ruling, it ends up technically being Tahr just like the Tahr of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But inherently, it's a third and completely different opinion that includes in itself both the opinions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and of the Masifta Derekiah. And the reason he was able to do this, it says over there in the Gemara, is because he said, Ani Yachid Benegayim, Ani Yachid Baha'lois. So over here we're just explaining what it is that Rabbi Ranachmeni was doing, but now we have to explain how did he have this special power? We know it's associated with being Yachid Benegayim, whatever that means, but we don't have an understanding of what gave him that special quality that he's going to be the one to determine and decide between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Masif Tadirakiyah. So this will be understood by first explaining what's taught in Lakotatera on our parsha, where it talks about HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Masif Tadirakiyah. And it's explained over there that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Lakus that's higher than the worlds, which is the level of Saiviv Kalamin. And as we can see in the name HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Kaddish means that it's Kaddish Amuvdal, it's separate, it's higher than the worlds. And Masifta Derikia is the Lakus that's connected to the worlds, which is the level of Memali Kalamin, which has a Shaykhus and is connected to the worlds. And that's why by a Suffolk, whether there is Tumor or not, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says Tahar, and the Masifta Derikia says Tami. Because the idea of Tumor comes from Yeshus, and that's why the Tyra of the Tumor comes from Tvila, which is the letters of Bittl. So since Tumor is connected to Yeshus, so the Tyra of the Tumor is going to come through the opposite of Yeshus, which is Bittl, and that's why it's done through Tvila, which has the same letters as Bittl, except that the He is switched for above. And therefore, when there is a suffix, whether to say that a person is Tahar or Tami, so then the Masif the Rikia says Tami, since the level of a Lakus that's connected to the worlds of Memalikalaman, of Masif the Rikia, it gives room to Yashus, because it's connected to the worlds and it recognizes the worlds, it gives place for the worlds. And even the Bittl from this level of a Lakus, when it accomplishes the Bittl, is only Bittl the Yesh. 
And so when there's a doubt that the person became Tomei, then that itself, that there's a question whether this Tomei indicates a problem. And we're going to say that his Tomei, at least we'll say that his Tomei Mesafik. However, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says Tahar, because the level of Elokus that's higher than the world's doesn't give place for Yeshus. And the Bittal on this level is Bittal Mitzias. It's total and complete Bittal. And therefore, as long as it's not clear that the person is Tameh, we say that he is Tahar, since the starting point is one of complete and absolute Bittal. And so unless there's certainty that the person is Tameh, that there's Yeshus, we say that there is none, and it's the level of complete Bittal. Now it's known that also the level of the air of that Seviv Kalamin, also that level has a connection to the worlds because we say that it's Seviv the Amin. So even though it's above the worlds and the worlds are totally bottom and serious relative to that level, but the worlds exist to it. And that's why it's described as Seviv Kalamin. And that's the reason that this level is called Hakadish Baruchu which, as we said, it means that it's separate from the worlds. Because from the very fact that we need to say that it's separate from the worlds, and that's how we define it, indicates that we're discussing a level of Elokus that has a connection to the worlds. Because if it's entirely higher than the worlds, then it doesn't make sense to define it by it being separate from the worlds. So the very name of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, which indicates that it's higher than the worlds and it's separate from the worlds, also indicates that it has some sort of a connection to the worlds, and therefore it's defined by being higher than the, the, the restrictions that are in the worlds, and it's completely above them. And from this it's understood that also the bittal of the worlds from this level, since the worlds exist on this level as well, so even though it's bittal with Metzius, it doesn't completely negate the worlds, but rather that the worlds are there and that they are totally bottle, but they're not entirely negated. However, higher than this bittal is the bittal that comes from Atzmusay Umuhusay Yizbarach, from the very essence of Hashem. That isn't begether almen kalal. It has no connection to the worlds whatsoever, and it's not described not as memali kalalmen, certainly not memali kalalmen, and even not seviv kalalmen, which means that we're defining it by being higher than the worlds, because it has no connection to the worlds whatsoever, and it's not defined in that way at all. And that's why, by atzmusay umuhusay isbarch, we don't say echad. Because the word echad doesn't reflect the level of negating the worlds. Because when you say echad, it means there could be a sheni. There's a second one. And also echad means that there is a ches, which re- represents the seven heavens and the earth. And there is a dalid, there are four directions. And it's just that they are bottled to the aleph. But by its Muslim, because it, it's, that level is not begether almen kalal, it has no connection to the worlds whatsoever, we, we can't say and we can't define it with the name echad. But rather, by its Muslim Muslim we say Yachid, Yachid, which reflects that that there's nothing on that level, nothing exists outside of him. According to all of this, we can now answer our two questions. Starting off by saying that according to this, we can explain what was different about Rabbi Barnachmeni saying Tar that's different than what a Kaddish Baruch said Tar. Like we explained that when there's a Shlishi Hamachria. When there's a third one that's machria, it's not that he agrees with one of the opinions, but rather he's saying something entirely new that includes both opinions. In the ruling, it may sound like one, but really his opinion is inherently and fundamentally an entirely new opinion that includes in it both opinions. And now we're going to explain how that is, and in the process we'll also answer how it's possible that the Masifta de Rikia should argue with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, as well as what's the logic to say that Rabbi Barnachmeni should be machria between them because he is Yachid bin Egoim. So compared to the level of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that the Bittal is one of Echad, 
which we said echad is meaning that the world that there are worlds and it's just that they are butl. There is a ches, there is a dalit. It's just that they are butl to the aleph. So there is place for the worlds and for the way they understand and experience things. When it comes to the level of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, even when it's revealed and it shines, there is still place for the worlds. And so therefore, the Masifta de Rikia, whose level of one is one of understanding and grasping things, it's not one of total Gileelikus, it's one where there is Havana and Asaga, there is the existence of the person. So therefore, they said Tomei, even though they knew that a Kaddish Baruch Hu said her. Even though there was a revelation from a Kaddish Baruch Hu to them, because the revelation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu that's shown in them was in a way of makif, but it wasn't grasped in their understanding, which remained in existence. So the level of Masifta Dirakia is one where there is Havana, Hasaga, meaning that there is the reality of the worlds and what's in front of them. And over there, even when there's a revelation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, since, like we said before, even though the level of a Kaddish Baruch Hu is one of Bittu Metzias, not one of Havana and Asaga, one completely above Havana and Asaga, but still it gives place for the worlds, which means that when it shines by itself, and it's the only thing there, there's total Bittu Metzias. But when it shines to the Masifta de Rikia, the level of Memale, so then the level of Memale remains independent of it, because that level of a Kaddish Baruch Hu is is a level that gives place for the existence of the worlds. It gives place for the existence of a level that is one of Avana and Asaga. And so, even though it was shining, it didn't enter into their reality. In their reality, they were still seeing a place where there was the Yeshus of the world. And even if there's Bittl, it's only Bittl of the Yesh. Whereas Rabbi Bar who was Yachid bin Agayim. That's the key, the word Yachid, which means that he was on a level of Yachid, which isn't together Alman Klal. It has no connection to the worlds whatsoever. And that's why he was Machria, the opinion of the Masifta de Rikia. He was able to convince and bring in the Masifta de Rikia to experience things his way, so to speak, because since he was on a level of Yachid, he also brought that into the worlds. So even if the worlds didn't take it in fully in a way that it was within their reality, but this is similar to when Rav said up Sakdin. There's a story where Rav said up Sakdin, and when he was asked a question, he was quiet, he didn't have an answer, but he didn't retract his opinion. And some Rishayim rule like Rav. And the explanation is it's like we say that a person sees something, he has a certain clarity in what they're seeing in their mind's eye, but they can't articulate it, they can't explain it. And it's the same thing here. When there's a revelation of Yachid, then the Masifta de Rikia, even if, so to speak, they can't articulate it and describe it in Havana and Asaga, in understanding and grasping things, which is their way of being, but it's it sits with them in their mind that it's the correct thing, that that's the truth, even if they can't necessarily articulate it and express it. But even on their level, it's it's upgalaked, it's 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 accepted in, in their in their reality as the truth, and that's why Hakadosh Baruch Hu said to her once. And Rabbi Baruch said to her, to her twice. Because when HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to her, it was only the Tyra from the level of the Lukus that's higher than the worlds. Whereas the Achra of Rabbi Baruch was that also from the level of the worlds, it's also to her. And that's why he said to her, to her twice. Because it's to her in the level of the Lukus that's higher than the worlds, 
and its Torah on the level of a Lukus that's connected to the worlds. And so now we can understand how it's possible for the Masifta de Rikia to, to argue with the Kodesh Baruch because there are two different levels, one of Memale and one of Seviv. And because Seviv is Seviv Kolamin, so even when it shines and it's revealed to Memale, it doesn't negate the possibility for Memale to remain as it is. And that's how it's possible for the Masifta de Rikia to argue with the Kodesh Baruch And we also understand the logic to say that Rabbi Renachmeni should be machriya between them, included in that, explaining how what he said is different than what HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, because he's a shlishi ha and how it's captured in the word yachid, because yachid represents that he's on a level of atzmusay muhusi baruch, that's not begeder almin whatsoever. And that's why what he said is different than what HaKadosh Baruch Hu said. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu said Tahar only from a level of Elikos, which is higher than the worlds. Whereas Rabbi Menachemeni said Tahar, Tahar. Both it's Tahar on the level of Elikos that's higher than the worlds, and it's also Tahar on the level of Elikos that's connected to the worlds. Because since he's on an entirely different level, that's not Begeder Almin Klau, so therefore when it's revealed and it shines to the level of Memali, then even if Memali can't necessarily, so to speak, articulate it and fully grasp and understand it, but Memali accepts it and it resonates even on the level of Memali. Like we said, this din, that in a Suffolk, it's Tahar, so as we said, is learned from the Pasuk that says, Latare Oi Latame, which is at the very end of our parsha. And according to the rule that notes that the end is rooted in the beginning, so we can connect what we just learned to what's written in the beginning of our parsha, that Isha Kisazria Viyolda Zachar, from which Razal learned that Isha Mazras Trilo Yeleda Zachar. So we see that there's a connection between the Isha Mazras, that if it's from the Isha, and the Yeleda Zachar, that a Zachar is born. And the explanation for the connection between the end and the beginning of the parasha is all Gashmi is the good things, all physical things are mishtalshal, they evolve from the way it is, Baruchani, spiritually. And in our case, the reason there's an advantage to Isha Mazras Tchila, that specifically then is a Yilad Zachar, which reflects an idea of permanence and strength. So that's because that's how it is by Ish and Isha. So the reason that's how it is down here by Gashmis is because that's how it is by Ish and Isha Baruchnis, which Ish and Isha Baruchnis are HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ish, and the Yidin, which are Isha, meaning that there's an advantage in the Aveda of Yidin, of Isha Mazras Tchilo, which is the Aveda of Yidin over the Amshachas Alakus from Isarusa Delela, which is Ish Mazriya Tchilo, that it comes from Hashem, which means Isarusa Delela. And like Razal indeed say, that the Maise Tzadikim of Yidin is greater than the Maise Shemayi Varts of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is the connection between the beginning of the Parsha and the end of the Parsha. According to, ha- to the Halacha, that we don't pay attention to a Basko, and Torah Loiba Shemayimhi, so we can't rule that it's Torah because HaKadosh Baruch Hu said it. And therefore indeed the Rambam rules that in the case that we discussed in the Sicha, it's Tamei. And in the Aris, the Rebbe talks about how that exactly fits with what we learned in the Sicha, that Rabbi Baranachmeni says Tahar, and we should rule like Rabbi Baranachmeni. At any rate, the point over here is not so much the ruling, but rather that according to Allah, that we don't pay attention to Abbaskel, and Torah is Leiba Shemayimhi, so we can't rule that it's Tahar because the Kodesh Baruch Hu said it. 
That can't be the basis for it. And that's why they said, Who should decide? Who should determine the halacha? Because the terror was given down here. And so we see the advantage of the of Yidin of Rabbi Banachmeni over the Ishmazriatchila, the Isarusa de Leila from a Kodesh Baruchu, that it goes by Rabbi Banachmeni and not by a Kodesh Baruchu. And so to Bipnimisanyanim, the teaching of Rabbi Banachmeni is greater than the teaching of a Kodesh Baruchu. And another point, which is in just like the greatness of Ishmazriatchila, is that Yeled the Zachar. Besides being greater, in what is it reflected that it's greater? That it's a leather zacher, that represents something which is strong, something which is permanent, that doesn't change. So similarly, when the Kaddish said to her, it didn't negate an argument from the Masifta Dirikia. It didn't have that strength. It didn't have that permanence. Because there was still the opinion of the Masifta Dirikia. And only when Rabbi Barnachmeni said to her, to her, did it convince the Masifta Dirikia. So we see over here, both the idea of the advantage of the Avedah of a Yid, as well as the reflection of that advantage, that it's in, it's in the permanence and the strength of that opinion. And we see that over here, that it goes by Rabbi Barnachmeni, and it's reflected in the fact that it was so strong that it convinced also the opinion of the Masifta Derekiah, which shows on the strength of the opinion.